Hello, and welcome to Azeroth United, the podcast where we talk about World of Warcraft Dragonflight, World of Warcraft Classic, and everything in between. My name is Denethar, and I am your host. Welcome, everyone, to Azeroth United. Thank you so much for joining us today. It has been quite the week, not necessarily in Azeroth, but out of in the the IRL. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we'll, we'll get into all that uh, in a little bit as we talk about the news. But um, yeah, there's uh, quite the discussion. We've got a lot of news uh, coming up for Season of Discovery. Uh, we've got some uh, some discussion about what's going on in Dragonflight this week. Um, I think that's pretty much it. And you know, we'll, we'll go over the news and we'll we'll talk about all the uh, the business uh, side of of things and Activision Blizzard and Microsoft and all of that uh, nonsense. So uh, yeah, um, I hope that uh, <laughs> I hope that it's not too depressing. But uh, anyway, uh, yeah, we do have a lot of uh, we do have a lot of exciting news to to discuss and to go over. So. Uh, yeah, we'll 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 get right into it. So relax and sit back and enjoy. Um, and as always, if you have any questions or comments about the podcast, or if you have a particular topic that you'd like to hear discussed, please email me at denethar1 at gmail.com, or you can leave a voice message by going to speakpipe.com slash United. Also, if you enjoy the show, please do consider leaving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. That's the... Uh, the podcast distribution method. So uh, they, everybody looks to Apple. So if you could do so, we'd be very grateful. Um, I got up to uh, quite a bit in WoW last week. Um, started playing my Fury Warrior again. I ran the Amirdisil raid uh, with her. Uh, that was really fun. I did a bunch of keystones. I, I finally did a 15 on on that character, which is a blast. Um, yeah, it's it's really fun. It's not fun playing a Fury Warrior in Mythic Plus because nobody wants to take you. They're like, well, what utility do you bring besides <laughs> besides Battle Shout? Like, oh, I hit stuff. <laughs> um, but I did run a bunch of Keystones, um, and uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. I'm I'm getting close. I think I'm just under eighteen hundred rating, so I uh, should be getting KSM this week, which will be really fun. Uh, my demon hunter, uh, he, he ran a few keystones as well. Um, and, uh, it didn't really do too much there. Kind of popped in to say hi to the resto druid and the rep paladin, the blood DK and the frost mage. But, uh, yeah, you know, there's, I only have so much time and I really, you know, I can run one keystone on my alts, uh, the, the, uh, the alt stable, but, uh, that's, that's about it. That's, that's about all we're going to get out of it. Uh, I did pop into season of discovery for a little bit, which is fun. Um, definitely want to try to get my, uh, druid leveled up to 25 before, uh, before phase two comes out, but, uh, but we'll see. And if not, uh, there's, uh, there's some, some news there as well. So, um, definitely looking forward to that. Um, yeah, that's about, that's about it as far as World of Warcraft. I didn't do too much. Um, I did uh, post a YouTube video talking about the layoffs, but, uh, well, we'll get into all that uh, with the news. So, um, yeah, let's just get into it.
it's time for the news. In Blizzard news, yeah, this is a big one. Uh, Activision Blizzard, well, no, let's let's say this correctly. Microsoft has uh, laid off 1,900 employees amongst its Microsoft gaming divisions, which include Activision, Blizzard, Xbox, and ZeniMax. Um, yeah, uh, looks like the Blizzard unit got hit pretty hard. Uh, all of the customer service reps, uh, the game masters, uh, community managers, all of those positions looks like they were all eliminated uh, and they will be outsourced to probably another country. Uh, if Microsoft follows suit, that's generally what they do. They outsource to another country. Um, you can debate the uh, usefulness of that or at least the uh, effectiveness of it. I have never found it to be particularly effective. I feel like I'm, uh, if I have to contact Microsoft in a uh, for my IRL job, uh, it's definitely a challenge when I have to go to another country because there's a uh, language barrier. There's, um, I, I think there's just some cultural differences that make things a lot more difficult. Um, and I feel like, unfortunately, for the people that work for these third-party companies, they don't have the training. They just really don't. They don't have the experience. They don't have the training. And they're following a script. And it sucks. So um, I've actually had to teach some of these people how to do their jobs uh, when I've had to call Microsoft for support. So yeah, that's unfortunate. Um, but uh, yeah, so customer service got hit really hard. Um, looks like the lore and historian team got hit really hard. Uh, a bunch of people got let go there. The survival game that has been in the works for six years has been canceled and all of the people that were on that team have been let go. Uh, Overwatch 2 got hit pretty hard. Um, I don't know about Diablo. I didn't see too much there. Um, and yeah, yeah, just across the board. And obviously there's going to be some redundancy firings as well. Uh, HR, payroll, IT, things like that. Um, yeah, you know, this is, um, it's unfortunate because this is, this is the, uh, this is the way business goes in this country. Um, if you are from Europe or somewhere else in the world and you're kind of aghast at the way that Americans treat their employees, this is what we do. <laughs> that's how we, that's how we treat people in this country. Uh, work really hard, be loyal, um, and be rewarded with being laid off. That's what happens. Um, and I, I hate to to sound callous here, but I will say that in this particular circumstance with Microsoft taking over and the whole merger and the top executives leaving and all of the things there, if I was working for Blizzard and this happened, the first thing that I would have done is polish up my resume and start sending it out to recruiters because there's no way I'm just going to sit there and wait and air quote, see what happens. No, uh, you got to be proactive with your career. You don't need to have loyalty to a company. The company doesn't owe you anything. You don't owe the company anything. They are paying you money for your time and your expertise or your ability. And that's it. There's nothing else that needs to be involved in that transaction. There's no loyalty. There's no guilt. There's no, oh, well, I've been with this company for 15 years. Who cares? Nobody cares at least not in this country, maybe in others they do. Um, so among the people who left were uh, Blizzard President Mike Yabara, who left and posted some 
rather tone-deaf uh, updates on social media, uh, X Twitter and LinkedIn. Um, I, yeah, I've kind of railed on Mike on this podcast before. Um, it, I think a lot of people were kind of surprised. Oh, he's a gamer. He's running plus 20s. And yeah, yeah. But he's he's also a, a business executive and he acts like a business executive. So um, the things that he said, the the way that he responded to the the uh, layoffs, uh, it just wasn't it wasn't a good look for him. It wasn't a good look for Blizzard. Yeah, the whole thing is kind of gross. Um, he's going to go travel the world while he collects himself and then prepares to join in on a, a new opportunity. Well, that's great for you that you can go travel the world, but uh, there's some people who are struggling now because they don't have a job. So thanks, jerk. Um, and then Alan Adham, who was one of the original founders of Blizzard, he uh, was very instrumental in the early part of Blizzard, but uh, he left uh, around the time the World of Warcraft launched, and then he came back in 2016, and he was um, he was very gung-ho on the mobile apps and the conversion to, or the transition into mobile gaming, uh, which, uh, you know, whether you like that or not, uh, that's that's who he was. So you do have him to thank for games like Diablo Immortal and uh, Warcraft Rumble. So if those are your jam, then it's a sad day that Alan Adam is leaving. If you hated the mobile games, and uh, well, there you go. Uh, yeah, it's it's a lot to unpack with all of this. Um, you know, it's it's tough because there's there's two sides to it. There's the the uh, humanitarian side, and and these are real people who have real lives and real families and real needs that these jobs were paying for. Blizzard just did a big push for return to office. So you had people who had moved uh, because they were remote and they moved somewhere that's cheaper than Irvine, California. And when that happened, um, Blizzard then told them, oh, you need to move back to locals so you can come into the office. So they moved back and now some of those people have been let go. That's terrible. I feel like <laughs> you make somebody move back to a location, get a place, go through that whole ordeal, and then fire them. That is just cold-hearted. There is nothing good about that. Now, the layoffs, I feel like that's business. That's part of business. That's how it goes. Um, every merger that I've ever seen, every time I've seen this sort of thing happen, it, it involves layoffs. And I'm surprised it didn't happen sooner. I guess they were waiting until after the holidays. But honestly, this is expected. This is what it should be. And, you know, I've, I've told a few people already, um, yeah, you've got your redundancy firings and you've got your team elimination style firings, like the survival game that was canceled. You do also have, and it's I hate to say it, but sometimes you get into these departments and I've been part of this process where you have that one person on your team that nobody really likes or maybe isn't cutting the mustard in terms of output this is a good time to get rid of them as well so it, yeah it sucks for that person because that's still a person and they still have a family and they still have a life but that's what happens um you know, the businesses take advantage of this and they eliminate the people that they don't like or that the that are dead weight or whatever so yeah, it's unfortunate. And um, we don't know all the facts about this because 
Uh, obviously, Blizzard isn't saying, and the people who have been posting on X Twitter or Reddit have not really been too forthcoming over details. We're trying to put it together like a puzzle where we don't even know how many pieces there are, but um, suffice it to say, um, every team got hit, including the World of Warcraft team. Um, but in terms of the overall damage uh, capacity sustained, I would say the World of Warcraft team probably got off pretty light. So, um, yeah, that's uh, that's where that is. And like I said, it is unfortunate. It is so sad. But nobody is surprised that this happened. Um, at least nobody who is, understands the way business works. And the people who are saying, oh, Microsoft is just as bad as everything was before we thought it was going to look this is how business works and if if you don't like it then don't pay attention to the business side of it just play your video games and be happy that video games exist but behind the scenes there's a lot of nonsense that goes on that doesn't look good and it doesn't smell good and it doesn't taste good because it's not good and that's that's how it works in this country that's how it works so unfortunately that's what we have to deal with so there you go um, yeah, um, I, I could, I could rant on this for hours, but, uh, I think I'm going to call it there. Oh boy. Yeah. There's a lot of emotion that, that goes into a topic like, like layoffs and, uh, you know, kind of cleaning up business. But, um, I, like I said, it had to be done. So moving on, uh, as I mentioned, president of Blizzard, Mike Yabara has left the company. Uh, Microsoft has announced his replacement. It is Johanna Ferries. She is the former uh, GM of Call of Duty. She's also a former NFL executive. Um, she's been involved in gaming for quite a while now. Um, we'll see how that goes. Um, it's interesting that uh, after all this time of... <laughs> uh, Blizzard trying to be independent from Activision and fighting Activision interference and all of this that we now have a Blizzard president who is a former Activision executive and not former in terms of, oh, many years ago, in terms of, yeah, they just moved her over into this role. So no doubt she applied for it. They said, yeah, you're great. Let's let's hire you on. Um, hopefully uh, there's not a loyalty to Activision and this is a okay well I'm going to put all my chips in on the blizzard um on the bl blizzard plate and uh push forward um you know I think that was something that Mike Yubara looked like he was starting to do but it's now apparent that Mike Yubara was um really more than anything he was just preparing blizzard for the merger so uh probably came in to identify the people who could be let go by Microsoft when the transition happened. So, um, yeah, more and more Mike Yabara just looks like a scumbag and all this. Uh, so we'll see how Johanna fairies, uh, how she fairies with the transition. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't help with the dad joke. Um, yeah, uh, I, I don't really have any issues with her as a uh, executive uh, because I don't know anything about her, but I'm sure we will find out more as time uh, time comes. Um, and uh, I know Holly Longdale just posted about uh, going over some World of Warcraft things with her. So uh, it should be really interesting to see how this uh, plays out over the next few weeks. Um, and uh, yeah, so there you go. Um, so I think that's it from the business standpoint. Yeah, like I said, it's um, 
that's that's a lot to to really just digest and and get into all right let's let's talk about some video games because this is it's depressing um let's uh let's get into world of warcraft let's talk about world of warcraft in dragonflight we are in season three week 12 oh man sorry i'm just i have to make the transition mentally to to get into let's talk about video games so I'm just going to, we're going to collectively agree to just move on and, and talk about games. So uh, this week's Mythic Plus affixes are Tyrannical, Entangling, and Bursting. So Tyrannical is bosses have 30% more health and deal 15% more damage. Okay, that's fine. Entangling, Entangling Vines periodi- periodically appear in slow players. Moving away from the Vines will snap the Vine and remove the debuff. If players do not remove the Vine before the debuff, they are stunned by for three seconds, blah, blah, blah. Uh, yeah, this one's, uh, this is great. Uh, entangling and tyrannical as a combination are, that's not bad. Um, because yeah, you will get entangling during the boss fights, but not very often. Um, and they're pretty easy to deal with. Uh, especially if, if you have a paladin in your group, they'll, um, blessing of freedom, one person, they'll get the blessing of freedom. That's two people already dealt with. So, uh, and then the last one is bursting. So non-boss enemies explode on death, causing all players to suffer flat damage that scales with keystone level. This effect stacks. I think it stacks up to four times. It affects all players, no, regardless of range. Um, yeah, bursting sucks, but um, it's manageable. Uh, if you have a good healer and you have a good tank and the DPS is aware of bursting and trying not to kill everyone at exactly the same time, it should be pretty easy. Although this is a tyrannical week, so the trash will die pretty fast. So you do have to be careful of that. But uh, overall, this is a pretty good push week for Tyrannical. Uh, if you're trying to get in your your uh, uh, KSMs, you're trying to get in your 20s, um, whatever your your goal for the week is, um, for the Tyrannical week, as far as rating goes, this is definitely a good week for that. Um, I myself will definitely be pushing my uh, uh, Fury Warrior to KSM for this week. So she'll get to 2,000, which will be great. Uh, I'll have two KSM characters for the first time ever. First time I've ever had one KSM (laughs) character. Um, But uh, that's because I've always played a healer in the past, like like a schmuck. Um, (laughs) I switched to melee, and oh, look at that. I can actually get KSM. Um, I used to think I was really good at healing, and then Dragonflight said, no, you're not. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, yeah, uh, this uh, this is a good week. So uh, enjoy your Mythic Plus, and... uh, have fun. The weekly events and holidays. Uh, the bonus event this week is Cataclysm Time Walking. Yay! Uh, uh, so we'll get the Firelands Raid uh, Time Walking Edition. We'll get the uh, Dungeons, the Stone Core, Lost City of the Tolvir, Vortex Picnical, Throne of the Tides, End Time, and Blackrock Caverns. Um, you'll be able to get a quest, a shattered path through time from Kazra in Valdraken, which is defeat five time walking raid bosses or dungeons. And you will be rewarded with a mirror to normal gear. You'll get the buff sign of the destroyer, 50% reputation increase for cataclysm factions, which is cool. If you're trying to get rep with those factions, um, and then if you do the raid, you'll get a quest, uh, I believe in Stormwind and Orgrimmar to, um, kill Ragnaros and uh you have to loot an item off of him and uh 
then you'll get a heroic piece of Firelands gear. So it'll be a hero track uh, gear or a hero track level piece of Firelands gear. So that'd be pretty cool. Uh, this is a really great week for alts. Uh, you want to get some gear on your alts because uh, one, you'll get a piece of champion gear from doing five time walkings. And then if you do five time walkings, you'll get a piece of veteran gear in your great vault from doing the uh, uh, four dungeons. So you'll get two options of veteran gear. So if you're not running any mythic plus on any of some of your characters, um, this is a great way to get them some extra gear. Um, and the dungeons aren't bad. Um, the only one I don't particularly care for is end time, but, um, it's, it's not that bad. Uh, it's, it's manageable at least. So, uh, yeah, cataclysm time walking is a lot of fun. Uh, these dungeons are good. The, the ones besides end time, black rock caverns, great. Throne of the tides. Great. Vortex picnical. Great. Uh, stone core. Great. Lost city of the 12 years. Good. Not great, but it's good. Um, yeah, this is, this is, this is a good week. Um, actually I was thinking about stone core. I was like, man, that would make a great mythic plus. I hope we get that one in, uh, the war within as a mythic plus dungeon. That would be awesome. I mean, miserable, but, <laughs> but awesome. <laughs> uh, the PVP brawl this week is classic Ashran. So, um, yeah, this is Ashran as it appeared back originally in warlords of Draenor and it was just a zone and it was just a lot of fighting and you had to summon a boss and, this is just miserable. Don't, don't do this. If, unless you want to burn three hours of your time. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, this is not the kind of brawl that, that blizzard should be doing. They should, it should be the quick in and out, uh, fun, um, fast paced, not this slog of a, it's isn't even a battleground. It's just a battle zone. Ugh. um, but if you do decide to do it, you can do the quest, something different, which will reward you with, Conquest, Honor, and Marks of Honor. So enjoy that if that's what you choose to spend your time on. Um, there's uh, definitely better ways to PvP than doing classic Ashran. Uh, so, yeah. uh, the Outland Cup is still active this week. Uh, I think it will run until January 31st. So make sure you talk to Lord Andrastraz and Valdraken to get more information. Um, you still have plenty of time to finish all the races. And uh, if you complete all races, that's uh, regular, advanced, and reverse on gold, you'll get the Outland Racer title and the Ruby Riders of Azeroth Tabard. Um, you can also spend the currency that you get for the Drake Racer set, which is really cool, and the Manuscript of Endless Possibilities toy, which is okay. It gives you a buff that makes your Drake's uh, appearance uh, random uh, for an hour, I guess it is. I don't know. This is poor implementation. Whatever. Uh, yeah, you, you got basically today, today and tomorrow to finish this up. So, um, yeah, uh, better get racing. The Lunar Festival is starting on February 3rd this week. So that's, uh, what day is that? That's Saturday. Starting Saturday. Saturday, Saturday, Saturday. Uh, Every year, the Druids of Moonglade hold a celebration of their city's great triumph over an ancient evil. During the Lunar Festival, citizens of Azeroth have the opportunity to honor their elders by celebrating their sage wisdom, sharing a magnificent feats, and of course, shooting lots of fireworks. So this is going to go until the 17th. Um, this is also a great one for alts, uh, especially if you have somebody who's lower level. Um, you can zip around the old world and talk to all the elders, and I think each one gives you a 
a big chunk of XP. Um, yeah, so it's, there's really nothing new here. It's just uh, the Lunar Festival, as it always has been. Head over to Moonglade and check that out. Um, the Dark Moon Fair is starting on the 4th, which is Sunday, and that's going to go till the 10th. And uh, you know the fair, it's great. Go ride the merry-go-round or the roller coaster, get your XP and reputation buff. Uh, make sure you do your profession quests to get your knowledge points and your skill points if you haven't maxed your professions. And um, yeah, just go have a good time at the fair. Get shot out of the cannon, go do Dance Dance Revolution, watch a concert, go defeat the Death Metal Knight. It's it's a lot of fun, uh, especially if you go with some friends. Um, yeah, it's just, uh, I really like the Dark Moon Fair. It's, it's fun. Uh, the The... The race, uh, the Horn Strider race around the island is really cool. If you haven't done that before, definitely check that out. Or you can do the, the quest where you fly through the rings. There's just a lot to do there. So um, if you're not busy and you want something light to do in-game, uh, go check out the fair. The Love is in the Air event is starting on February 5th, and it's going until the 19th. And I had a whole description for, for this event, uh, and I lost it. So um, I'm just going to wing it here. Uh, but basically, they've revamped this event. Um, so there's going to be, uh, you have to get the heart candies and create a, a charm bracelet with the heart candies. And then there's a quest line to go stop the uh, Crown Chemical Company and figure out what they're up to. And uh, the big thing um, for this event is there's a new uh, dragon riding uh, armor for the, I believe it's the renewed Proto Drake. Uh, I would I would know that if I had my description here in front of me, but I don't. Uh, so I believe it's the renewed Proto Drake. Uh, is a Valentine's Day themed armor set for that. And there's some new gear that you can get. Uh, there's the new Sailor Moon looking uh, Valentine's Day outfit. So um, yeah, definitely check that out. That starts on February 5th. That's Monday. Uh, so, uh, barely at the end of the week, but, uh, it is still this week. So we'll, we'll, we'll talk about this again on the next episode and I'll give some more details. Uh, so hopefully if, uh, if you really want to do this and, and you're looking for someone to just read to you some of the information about this, then I'll be happy to oblige you next week. All right. Uh, I think that's everything that's going on in wow for this week uh let's check here i was looking to see if there's any hot fixes oh that's right um i didn't mention this in the news section which i should have but if you are interested in a blast from the past nostalgia you can now buy the warcraft 2 tides of darkness and through the dark portal games on the BattleNet store I believe it's $9.99 for Warcraft 2. And then you can also buy Warcraft Orcs and Humans, which is Warcraft 1. Uh, and I think that one's $5.99. I mean, they're obviously they're old games. They're 90s graphics and, and play style uh, RTS games. But um, if you're interested in some of the WoW lore and some of the WoW uh, history, um, and maybe you play these games when you were in, in elementary school and you know on your, your dad's computer and you, you want to check it out again, uh, yeah, go, go check that out. Um, it, yeah, it's just another opportunity for Blizzard to make some cash, but you know what? That's fine. That's their, their games and, uh, that's within their right to do so. Obviously they're strapped for cash if they had to lay off so many people. So I'm just saying, um, so yeah, if you're interested in that, go check that out. But, uh, yeah, that's it for, uh, the world of Warcraft, uh, this week. And, uh, 
let's talk about something new. Let's talk about something new. So Blizzard launched a fairly large amount of details for the upcoming season of Discovery Phase 2. Um, yeah, they, they just kind of dumped a bunch of info on us. They gave us a, a blog post and a video, and video is more like a PowerPoint presentation. But still, there's a, they gave us a lot of info on the upcoming season, t- or Phase 2. I keep wanting to say Season 2, but it's Phase 2. Um some things we already knew and some some things that were clarified of what was going to come and then some brand new updates that we had no idea about. So uh, let's I'm going to kind of go over the highlights of this and then um, probably next week before the launch of phase two, I'm going to do a little bit more of a deep dive and talk about some of the talent choices that are going to be relevant in phase two, uh, which classes are going to have the biggest advantages and the biggest disadvantages and all that. But uh, for now, we're just going to go through this list of, <laughs> this is a lot of stuff. Um, it, it's not a lot. No, I, I take that back. It it There's a lot of information on there, but ultimately it's not a ton of um, detail. It's just, it's more high level. They give us a lot of teases and a lot of, hey, here's what's going to happen. Um, anyway, we'll just go through it. Uh, first off. The new raid, which we all know is going to be Gnome Ragon. That will be level 40 raid. It's going to be a 10-man... I'm sorry. It's going to be a 10-player raid, and it's going to be on a three-day lockout, just like the uh, Black Fathom Deeps raid. It's going to be six bosses, which will be interesting because there's only five bosses in Gnome Ragon, uh, not counting the Dark Iron Ambassador, so uh, Rare Spawn. So there'll be a new boss, uh, and they did give us a screenshot of the crowd pummeler fight, which looks like it's taking place on one of those platforms, and it's going to be um, surrounded by bleachers with cheering lepernomes. Um, <laughs> so we're not exactly sure what that's going to be, but it looks pretty cool, and it looks really exciting. So um, yeah, uh, I'm really jazzed about that. The uh, The loot... In the okay, so first of all, let's get the let's get the white elephant out of the room. Yes, there will be a crowd pummeler modification. It's going to be the automatic crowd pummeler instead of the manual crowd pummeler, and it will provide sixty nine feral attack power, uh, feral guardian, uh, bear druid dire whatever, uh, as well as a uh, attack speed bonus uh, on a three minute cooldown. So this is huge because that was one of the complaints that Feral Druids had going into Season of Discovery was please make it so that we don't have to farm the manual crowd pummeler a thousand, four thousand, ten thousand times. Um, and you won't because you'll get it once from Nomorgon. Now you might have to go try to get it a bunch of times and that's fine because going to get loot is part of the fun of World of Warcraft. But um, yeah, this is really exciting. Uh, there's a couple of other items in there that look like they were really fun. Uh, some trinkets, uh, some, some good offhands. They're just, you know, they're, they're continuing what they did in Black Fathom Deeps, which was, uh, having gear that's, that's good, uh, for the game and not just the vanilla gear that we're all used to that we're trying to make it work in whatever ways that we can. Uh, because that was, that was always one of the biggest problems of vanilla is that you go, well, we know the game. We know how everything works. And there's these nine pieces of gear that are really good. And the rest of them are all shite. 
So, um, yeah, uh, this is, this is really, this is really good. It's really exciting. Um, the, uh, there's going to be some extra items. So, so one thing that they had was the, uh, Trog Transfigurator 3000, which is, you can turn yourself into a Trog, which is, is kind of cool. Um, there's the, uh, domesticated attack chicken. So release your domesticated attack chicken that will fight for you for one and a half minutes or until defeated on a 30 minute cooldown. So that's pretty cool. Um, <laughs> uh, there's going to be a leather gloves called bonk maestro's hand guards, which increased fist weapons and maces, uh, by plus five. So it's like the new, um, edge masters, but for maces and fist weapons. So, that's huge. Um, we also got the um, this, this tank trinket, which is uh, Wordall's hardened core, seven stamina, five arcane resistance, five nature resistance, one percent chance to dodge, and a on use for a thousand armor and reduced movement speed by sixty percent for ten seconds. You cannot remove the effect, and it's on a thirty-minute cooldown. So look, this is a a big, big. Uh, like a last stand type cooldown. Uh, but you know, don't, don't try and run out of stuff because you, you won't be able to move. Uh, but even without the on use, it's still a great trinket, seven stamina, 1% dodge. I like it. So, um, yeah, really fun, really exciting. Uh, the loot in Nomragon. Um, I'm really curious to see what they do with the bosses in there though, because you know, they've already mentioned that there's going to be some some changes. Uh, uh, Thermoplug's got new suits that he's going to put on. Uh, Grubbus, the radiation vents are going to come into play. So it's just, it's going to be like Black Fathom Deeps. They're going to really mix it up. And uh, honestly, I think that's great because BFD was, was, by all accounts, was a huge success. People loved it. And I'm really excited about this one. I've always loved Nomergon. I know everybody hates it because, oh, I get lost in there. Yeah, you do, <laughs> but, um, but it'll be fun. This is, this is going to be a lot of fun. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to this. So I'm definitely going to try and get to level 40, uh, as soon as I can. It'd be a lot of fun. Uh, <clears throat> next up is the dungeon updates. Okay. So, oh, wait, one more thing before I move on. They did say that the set items, uh, the three piece set items in Nomragon, they're going to drop a token. So, you can, if you know, it's a, it's a boot token or it's a belt token or whatever, then you can turn that into the appropriate armor for your class. So I think actually you would probably take it to a vendor and exchange it there. So, um, yeah, that's really cool because then you don't have, oh man, more mail. Great. There's, you know, it's Alliance and there's no hunters or there's one hunter and they've already got the gear or whatever. So yeah, that's really cool. Uh, all right. So we're going to add some spellbooks to dungeons to um, kind of flesh out some of the abilities. Um, you know, it's um, they're trying to add more things that are not on the rune system, which I think is good. Uh, ultimately, I think that's that's probably for the best. Um, but it's I don't know. I, I I just I'm worried about things getting too bloated. So um, I, I guess we'll see. Uh, but, uh, it looks like, let's see if I can find this here. All right. So the examples they gave us were Testament of Enhanced Blessings for Paladins, uh, Revelation of Totemic Projection for Shaman and Manual of Redirect for Rogues. 
Um, so not really giving us a lot of detail on them, but um, yeah, it's uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Um, maybe this will be good. Um, I, I just I, I worry about characters becoming so overpowered that the game turns into retail. Uh, or modern row, I should say, because that's one of the the joys of classic is that everything is so simplistic. And while it's fun to be a little bit more powerful with our enhanced rune abilities, I don't want the player character to become so powerful that, yeah, I don't like the complicated rotations in modern WoW. I don't like some of those things. Um, some classes are fine, but some classes just really irritate me. Speaking of which. Let's talk about these rune ability updates, because I'll tell you right now, right off the bat, this pissed me off so much because I love playing a druid. I really do. And this is one of the most hated things about playing a druid for me. So <laughs> uh, they gave us uh, some a sneak peek at some of the runes that we'll be able to discover as we level up to 40. So it, they give us uh, two per class, except for the shaman, which they gave us three. Um, but this is just a sample of what we're going to get. So for Druids, uh, we got King of the Jungle and Eclipse. And the way they describe Eclipse is, Eclipse is a player favorite ability from future expansions that we've brought back for Season of Discovery. Whose favorite ability is Eclipse? Eclipse freaking blows. It is awful. It's the worst mechanic that I've ever known in the game. Maybe I'm the only one that feels that way. I don't know. But I hate Eclipse. It's what made me stop playing a balanced druid because Eclipse is so annoying and bad. And this is not the worst version of Eclipse, granted. Um, so this would be uh, Starfire increases the critical strike chance of your next two Wraths by 30%, and Wrath increases the critical strike chance of your next Starfire by 30%. Okay, that's fine. I'm just... Oh, um, yeah. Uh, King of the Jungle, uh, which is for Tiger's Fury. Um... Yeah, it's, you know, there's some really cool things there. Um, uh, Paladin runes. So we got Sheath of Lights, which uh, dealing damage with your melee weapon increases your spell power by an amount equal to 30% of your attack power for one minute. In addition, your critical healing spells heal the target for 60% of the healed amount over 12 seconds. Right. So basically, this is a melee Paladin healing. Um so I mean I guess that's fine um, again I don't really love that mechanic in modern WoW but uh, that's fine and, and this is what I was afraid of I was afraid that we would get to a certain point where they would just start putting modern WoW mechanics into Season of Discovery and it wouldn't be enjoyable anymore but I'm still excited uh, we've got Guarded by the Lights uh, each time you hit a target with your melee weapon you gain 5% of your maximum mana uh, but you, your healing spells do last. Um, and this is, this is great for tanks because yeah, they shouldn't be doing too many healing spells, but they need a lot of mana for their attack spells and for rep paladin too, honestly. So, uh, yeah, this is it. That's a good one. I like that. Uh, hunter runes. So we got melee specialists, uh, Raptor strike cooldown reduced to three seconds and has a 30% chance to not in trigger its cooldown. Cool. Uh, trap launcher. I mean, that's, we know what trap launcher is. You can launch your traps anywhere uh, to uh, uh, freeze somebody on the other side of the room or whatever. That's pretty cool. So, yeah, there's that. Uh, 
let's see, warrior runes. Uh, so we got rallying cry, which increases the uh, uh, party and raid members' health by fifteen percent. That's really cool. Um, blood surge, which uh, this is just more retail, uh, modern WoW mechanics, heroic strike, bloodthirst, and whirlwind. Have a 30% chance to make your next slam within 15 seconds, cost no rage. It's, you know, it's, it's more of the same. Uh, rogues get shuriken toss. So throw a shuriken at your enemy, dealing damage to your target and up to four additional layer biases. A good cleave. Master of subtlety, attacks made while stealth and for six seconds after breaking stealth cause additional 10% damage. Again, more of modern WoW into season of discovery. Um, Priests, Mind Spike, uh, yeah, more more modern WoW, and then Pain Suppression again. I, although Pain Suppression's fine, I, I, I like having that. Uh, I think that's a good one. Uh, Warlocks, uh, Invocation, so you can refresh your spells, and then it, it gives you an additional time on that, so you're not being penalized for refreshing your dots too early. And Dance of the Wicked, so your uh, pet. Get, uh, gets dodge it's do it basically enhances your pet dodge and you get more mana back uh mages get missile barrage so your arcane blast has a 40 percent chance uh and your fireball and frostbolt have a 20 percent chance to reduce the channel duration of your next arcane missile spell by 50 percent reduce mana cost by 100 percent missiles will fire every 0.5 seconds again more modern wow Chronostatic Preservation fuses Arcane Fire and Frost Magic to freeze chromatic energy into a stored state for later use. You can hold this energy up to 15 seconds before it combusts and expires. This is interesting because it's, it's, it's a little bit of what other classes have in Modern WoW, but, but applied to the mage. I, I don't know. I, I think it'll be interesting to see how this one works out. Um, yeah, it's like you you build up a charge and then you hold it until you need it and then you phew, there you go. Um, I I like this one. This is this is pretty good. Uh, let's see. Okay, so shaman, you get maelstrom weapon, which again I hate maelstrom weapon. I, I can't believe that that's in, but I don't play horde, so I don't have to deal with that. Uh, spirit of the alpha, which is like a reverse salvation, um, and uh, basically gives the tank more threat, which is really cool. And uh, Shaman will get two-handed weapon mastery. So that'll be awesome. So they'll get, uh, see, each time you strike an enemy with two-handed weapon, you gain 30% attack speed with two-handed weapons for 10 seconds. So basically, as long as you're hitting them with the, with the big, old, big old mace or axe or whatever, you're going to hit faster, which is fantastic. So good for Shaman. Um, yeah. So again, th these are, first of all, uh, this is just a taste of what we're going to get in uh, phase two. And then also um, we could still see these being adjusted slightly, uh, especially once the phase goes live and they realize, oh, this one's not working as the way we wanted it to, or it's not working the way we thought. Um, we might still see some changes, but for the most part, this is what we're going to get. Uh, oh, I should have mentioned that all of these runes are either on belt or boot slots, which is cool. Uh, because in phase one, they were all chest, legs, and gloves. So we are getting more rune slots. So we'll be able to have five rune abilities, which will be really fun. Uh, okay, next up is the PvP. Oh boy, here we go. So, <laughs> uh, so Stranglethorn Vale is the location of the new PvP world event. It's called the Blood Moon. It's going to take place every three hours automatically. None of this triggered nonsense from Ashen Vale. And uh, the sky will, will turn red. And, uh, yeah, it's, it looks pretty cool. 
Uh, it's gonna last for 30 minutes and then during the event all players will be attackable so your buddy that you're in group with yeah you can kill them in the pvp event which i think is fantastic you show up in your group and then you just start killing each other <laughs> it's gonna be awesome uh you can talk to uh the zandalari emissary and turn off the events but uh, then you won't get any rewards while you're in the zone uh, but if you just want to level or whatever, um, you'll you'll be fine to to go turn that off. Um, yeah, and then uh, it looks like there's a there's a guy that's going to be roaming around called the Chosen of the Blood Loa, who's uh, they described him as kind of like a fell reaver in the zone. So if he comes up on you, he's just going to knock you out, just psh, dead. Um, so that's kind of interesting. It sounds like this will be quite the quite the deal. I mean, Stranglethorn Veil is already a disaster on PvP servers. This is going to make it just like crank it up to 11. So that'll be really fun. Uh, some of the rewards that they did uh, tease are uh, they get a ring, which is 9 at 6 damage, 16 fire damage for mages. And then a one-handed mace, which is 10 strength, 6 agility. So that's pretty cool. Um, not super exciting but nice uh and then it looks like unique equipped you can only equip one of these blood moon items at a time so um yeah i guess that they don't want you gearing up with that with that stuff it's just you know get one thing uh um yeah so uh and then there's gonna be two new mounts uh which is actually really interesting so there are two unique mounts um it looks like a, a cat and a raptor and they'll be level 40 mounts, so they'll be real mounts, and uh, you'll be able to ride them anywhere. Um, yeah, so that's really cool. And then there's going to be a new quest which will help you earn Arathi Basin reputation. So, yeah, this event sounds really good. Um, one of the things that's really interesting is that they're going to change the Ashenvale event to be three-hour automatic timer as well. It'll continue going, but it will... Uh, switch to just an automatic timer and they're going to offset by an hour so they the example they gave was if stranglethorn veil starts at 12 ashen veil will start at one which is really interesting because the next stranglethorn veil will start at three which means that you've got a two o'clock slot in there for something else we'll see what that is uh in phase three i guess so um now they did give an update on uh matchmaking for pvp um, and basically what it boils down to is they, they really want you to go in in groups. <laughs> that's, that's really what it boils down to. Uh, they really want you to go in in groups. Uh, they're going to try to set the matchmaking so that it's, uh, uh, it separates people from groups, uh, big groups, uh, five or more, uh, or uh, I'm sorry, six or more or five or fewer. Um, and then solo players. Um, so Yeah. The idea is that uh, it'll try to match you with people of appropriate group sizes, but if it can't, then it'll switch and just ignore the rules and just match you with whoever's whoever's next up. So you might get in against a pre-made, but you will likely not get in against a pre-made if you are not in a pre-made. So yeah, we'll see. Um, but but ultimately, they did say that they they did want you to they do want you to to get in. Uh, they feel like it's best to do pvp like this in a group so um hey blizzard said it you got to get in a pre-made so better find that uh pvp discord for your server and get in your pre-mades and enjoy uh all right i think that's it for the pvp i you know i look i pvp'd back in vanilla 
I PvP'd all throughout WoW, basically through uh, Legion. Uh, I even did a little bit in Shadowlands of Arena, but um, I just, I can't do PvP anymore. I, I don't enjoy it. It's not fun. And uh, so, yeah, this this doesn't really throw me a whole, a whole bunch, but uh, I know a lot of people really love Vanilla WoW PvP, so you know what? This is going to be really fun for them. So I hope they enjoy this. Uh, profession update. So basically what it boils down to is they're, they're going to add another, uh, epic quest line for professions. Uh, they're going to cap professions at 225, which is what everyone expected them to do. They will not have profession specializations. Um, those will open up with, uh, phase three, uh, a few months from now, and they're going to have more specializations, uh, for different professions instead of just like engineering and blacksmithing and whatnot. So uh, that'll be really cool. Um, they're going to try to flesh out the specialization system, which I think is really nice. They're going to add um, uh, world buff items to alchemy and enchanting. So you can get an, you create an item that's just for you that gives you a little buff, and that buff it lasts for 30 minutes. Um, and uh, yeah. Uh, you can just keep putting it on. So it's, it's pretty cool. Um, and then there's a, there's a alchemy recipe that you can make that uh, restores mana. And I mean, there's just going to be some really cool things that are going to happen. There's going to be new uh, mats that you're going to have to figure out how to farm, uh, which they're not telling us uh, how that's going to work. Uh, and like I said, there's the new uh, Epic quest line. Uh, so, and again, they're not telling us how that's going to work. So we'll have to, we'll have to see. Uh, but I'm very much looking forward to that. Uh, I think it, it should be really exciting. I'm hoping that, um, you know, that, that they take a little bit of, a little bit from Modern WoW and then, uh, you know, continue to hold on to the uh, kind of the feeling of Classic, um, which, I mean, that's what they've been doing so far. And I just hope they continue on that because this is this has been great. Um, I don't want them to go to a retail-like profession system. Uh, or modern WoW profession system, it, it, that's that would be terrible for for classic. Um, but I do think that the professions could use more fleshing out. So I think, I think this is good. This is this is really fun. Um, and then uh, yeah, so when we get to level fifty in phase three, we'll be able to go to three hundred. Um, so yeah, so this will be fun. Uh, okay, uh, they did touch on bots and uh bands and and band waves and all that and they did say they have some new tech that they're testing out in classic era and in modern wow for dealing with bots and it seems to be working really well for them so uh, they're going to implement that in season of discovery um they did say that it's really tough for them to talk about how they're dealing with bots because as soon as they do then uh you know the the bot developers are going to figure out how to how to work through whatever safeguards blizzard has put in place and that's that's generally how that works um but uh yeah it's yeah, you got to keep trying and and they did say that that one of the best ways of detecting bots is through community feedback so whether or not you feel like it's being used uh used or helpful to report a bot it is being uh helpful to the developers for them to be able to find and uh prevent bots but um they did acknowledge the frustration of doing big band waves and then seeing thousands of new bots come on the next day uh, w w with new accounts being created. So it is frustrating, but um, 
I guess that's how it goes. So, uh, in line with that, uh, they have stated that they will be banning GDKP in season of discovery. So they did um, point out the correlation between GDKPs and gold buying, which uh, links to more bots. Um, so the people who have been running GDKPs all this time uh, in season of discovery and who are planning to do so again in Omegon will be no more. Uh, they didn't go into detail about how that's going to look, but um, yeah, no more GDKPs, which is fantastic. I've really been kind of anti-GDKP from the beginning. I've always thought it's a terrible way of uh, distributing loot because it's really who can pull out their credit card faster. Um, and you can say what you want. Oh, I never bought gold and I did GDKPs and I made thousands. Of that's fine for you, but I guarantee you that gold was bought. Somebody in that raid who, who bought, you know, an item for 15,000 gold, they didn't go farm that. Are you crazy? They bought that. They bought that with their credit card. You know, it's, it's a 37 year old guy and he's desperate for loot in a video game. That's based on a 20 year old game. And so he bought, he bought gold. Congratulations. You're, you're a hero. Um, for buying gold way to go but yeah now it's banned so you can't do that anymore so so sorry um yeah it's a shame but uh i think it's for the best um and and when i say it's a shame i mean that in the most sarcastic way possible uh it's for the best uh i think for the game and uh we'll see how it plays out um and we'll, we'll find out what uh what new degenerative behavior players will come up with to distribute loot rather than just saying, Oh, let me just roll on it. No, no, we can't have that. No, we've got to have some sort of deterministic system. So, uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, let's see. Is that, oh, and the last piece is the XP buff. So there'll be an XP buff of 50% going from one to 25 in phase two. And then players will be able to gain, uh, increased XP in black fathom deeps. So that'll be really cool. That way, if you've done all the quests because you wanted gold and then you're like, oh, shoot, how am I going to get to 40? You can run the raid. You can run dungeons. Um, yeah, there'll be ways to go. So, yeah, there's a, it's a lot. Like I said, I'm just hitting a high level here. Um, we're not doing a deep dive today. We're just this is a lot of information. It's going to take some time to go through it all and really think about the implications of what it all means. Um, personally, I think that Blizzard has been really just hitting the nail on the head with the amount of information they've given us for Season of Discovery in terms of, oh, okay, well, here's here's some details, here's some information. They're not giving us everything. They're not saying, here's all the data mining. Or they're not saying, oh, you get nothing. It's all a secret. No, they're giving us just the right amount to keep everybody excited and interested, but not ruining the sense of discovery and the the joy of going oh my gosh check out this cool new thing i found which i think is great so i'm really happy that season of discovery is continuing on i wish i was playing it more honestly um if i can get my warrior my fury warrior to 2000 rating this week i might uh just kind of shelve my dragonflight characters for a couple weeks and go do some season of discovery so we'll see um yeah, it's, it's man, this is just it's really exciting. So I'm I'm really hoping that this is a, a long term project for Blizzard and this is something that just that just kinda keeps on carrying on. Um I wouldn't be surprised if if this was 
not the new classic era, but if, if they just said, hey, the season of discovery is just what we're going to do going forward. Oh, man, that would be so cool. Anyway, we'll talk about that more next week. Um, that's our show for this week, though. Thank you so much for listening. I really do appreciate it. I'm sorry. Uh, some of my rants and rambles uh, went on a little long this week, but uh, I do try to keep it short. It's just uh, I have a lot to say. So uh, thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. Uh, if you'd like to uh, ask me any questions or you'd like to hear a particular topic on the show or have uh, something for me to discuss that you, you'd like to, to bring up, you can email me at denethar one at gmail.com. You can also catch me streaming occasionally on Twitch TV, which is at Denethar01, or on YouTube, which is also at Denethar01. You can also contact me on Twitter. I'm at Denethar. And uh, yeah, that's that's it for that. So I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. I really do. And um, remember to be good to each other out there. There's a lot of people that are struggling right now. And... uh, you know, they, they could definitely use some, some help. So uh, be good to each other. Make sure you smile. And I'll see you in Azeroth.